Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now, I want to just let you know that I have a special offer on my 10 Steps to Intuitive Eating course at the moment in honour of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And this offer will be closing at midnight on Sunday. And if you want to access 50% off this course, use the code QUEEN. And you can either click through to the course from my show notes to this episode or you can go to my bio on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscores between and you can access it there. So using the code queen, it is 29 lectures, 25 videos. Videos are like short, about five minutes each in length. I use so much of the content that I use in my therapy sessions with clients. So it's a really much cheaper and more accessible way to access so many of the skills and strategies that I use in people, we use with people in improving their relationship with food, improving their body image and learning steps towards intuitive eating. You also get email support throughout the course. So please do go and sign up. I hope to see many of you there. This Food Thing podcast is the place where you can explore your relationship with food. Is it a friend or a foe? Easy or less so? And how does it affect your behavior? We have guests galore, insightful up your street interviews, and so much more. Tune into seasons one to four of This Food Thing podcast on your favorite podcast player, or head to www.lovethisfoodthing.com. Join our mission, open up the conversation around food, and let us know what you think. This Food Thing podcast at lovethisfoodthing.com. So today I'm going to talk all about body image and this is one of my favorite topics and I'm going to be sharing seven tips to help you massively improve your body image and I fully recognize that body image issues are not just confined to people that have eating disorders. Sadly so many people in our culture experience very strong body dissatisfaction and are just not happy with the way they look. And this isn't great, as we know from studies that poor body image is linked frequently to depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and poorer levels of mental health. And it massively affects self-esteem. Some research indicates that as much as a third of your self-esteem is related to body image. And that is a lot, isn't it? You can really see that if you don't have good body image, how it's going to have such an impact on the rest of your life. Now, there's no getting away from the fact that in Western culture, pursuit of the ideal body shape is a thing. And sadly, it's become linked to achievement, admiration from peers and something that must be perfected. And if you suffer from low self-esteem, you can be extremely vulnerable to trying to boost your self-worth through changing your body shape. And I think we can all be vulnerable to this. So before I share my seven tips, let's talk a bit more about what we mean by body image. So body image is based on your own perception of your body. So this includes your thoughts, the way you think about your body. So it might be things like, my tummy sticks out, I have fat thighs, I have shapely arms. It might be your feelings about your body. So you might feel, I'm not as attractive compared to my friend, feeling envious and adequate or disgusted. 
You might say, looking at my legs makes me feel anxious. I feel powerful being thinner. Perception as well, how you sort of feel internally inside your body. So a very common thing people will talk about is that their perception can be very linked to perhaps how their body image was in the past. So someone might say, even though I've lost weight, I still feel like I'm the overweight person. I feel gross and disgusting. So it's really helpful, tip number one, to start to realize that so much about your body image is about what's really going on in your brain rather than accurately and objectively what your body looks like. And it's quite helpful as my number one tip to start to get your head around that and to realize that your body image is pretty subjective. Now, of course, your perceptions may feel very accurate as you will have formed these early in life through different experiences, but this does not make them fact. So I'm going to read that again. Your perceptions may feel very accurate as you would have formed these early in life through different experiences, but this does not make them fact. So your perceptions feel accurate. So it's a powerful statement to really try and take this on board because up until now, you might have believed all the thoughts in your head without any question or doubt. But by just beginning to take a step back from your thoughts, and to even consider the possibility that they're not all true, this is a monumental shift in mindset. So just to illustrate this point, to give you an example, if we think about a ballerina, okay, so a ballerina may feel under intense pressure to be incredibly slim. They may be exposed to full-length mirrors daily and spend much time with peers who also have toned and thin physiques. Now, the ballet dancer with poor body image may feel big or clumsy, scrutinize body parts through regular body checking or make constant comparisons. And it's really quite understandable that this might be happening, particularly in that sort of atmosphere, that environment. So although the ballerina may have all these different thoughts and feelings about their body and they might feel that these thoughts and perceptions and feelings are very true, if we were looking at the ballerina's physique, we may express very different perceptions about his or her or their shape, describing them as lean, athletic, or maybe too thin. But whose perception is true? You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because of the ballerina may feel as though the way they think and feel and perceive their body is absolutely accurate, whereas we may have a completely different view looking in. So I just want to use that as an example in a way that actually so much of body image is quite subjective and just initially beginning to take a step back to realize that body image can be subjective. It's a major stepping stone to starting to just look at yourself a bit differently. So how do we form these profound beliefs and feelings about our bodies? Well, exposure to the media, we spend a lot of time, don't we, kind of exposed to thin, idealized bodies on television, on social media. Models tend to be really thin. Instagram has perfected feeds. People in movies or films tend to have kind of idealized body shapes. It's very easy to feel that you fall short. 
Your body image will also be influenced by the family you grew up in. Comparisons with siblings, maybe members of your family may have shown prejudice towards overweight people. Your family may have attitudes to dieting and appearance that have influenced you. And then what people have just told you about your body through your life, you know, from friends to kind of well-meaning family members or acquaintances you know, we're exposed to our environment constantly and often the messages that we receive are not the most helpful. So what we tend to do as well is we absorb all these messages and they become kind of the stories that we tell ourselves. So if we were told from very young that our body looked a certain way, we tend to have absorbed this and taken this on board and accepted it as truth. So it can be a very challenging business to change how you feel about your body because feelings run deep and can be linked to these influential early life events and experiences. And probably people who we really care about and who loved us maybe, but have told us things that have really stuck. So although these perceptions and these stories may feel true, it does not make them fact. And by accepting that your body image can be a subjective business and then being open to different ways of thinking, This places you in a powerful position to change your body image for the better. So that's my tip number one. Body image is subjective. Take a step back, start to look at things in a different way or start to even consider that there is a different way to look at body image. Number two, reduce negative body bashing behaviors. So the things that we do every day affect our mood, our thoughts and our well-being. For example, if I get up in the morning, I talk to someone I care about, I write some positive notes in my journal, I listen to music I love whilst I'm getting ready, I touch base with a close friend on the way to work, how do you think I'm going to feel? Probably quite calm, contented, happy maybe. But if we're stuck in a bad place with body image, this might look very different. It might mean getting up in the morning, standing on the weighing scales, looking in the mirror and viciously critiquing and highlighting our bad body parts, our perceived bad body parts. Whilst getting dressed, we might be running over in our minds all the things that we're unhappy with about ourselves. We're thinking about what we ate yesterday and how we're going to try to rectify the situation today. So weighing and body checking are particularly prominent body bashing behaviours. Frequent weighing is unhelpful because the weighing scales become a critical parent and it's difficult to ever feel good enough. If you've lost weight, you may temporarily feel better, although feel pressure to maintain this. And if you gain weight, you may descend into a negative spiral of self-loathing. And we know weight is not a set number and most people will experience some fluctuations in weight even when eating normally. So weighing is not a helpful behavior, particularly for struggling with disordered eating. So if you're listening to this and you feel quite addicted to the scales, think about how you can start to reduce the frequency of standing on them. And maybe you're going to have to change this little by little, drip by drip, but it can have a really profound impact on how you feel about your body image. So the second body bashing behavior is frequent body checking. And this is another significant trigger for poor body image. So I've worked with clients sometimes who may be checking their reflection numerous times per day in mirrors, in phones, in car windows, etc. And I was working with a client recently who was a teacher and she would constantly leave her class to view her body in the mirror. Nothing about vanity, everything about distress and anxiety. 
Now we know as well that if you look for fatness, you'll find it. You'll keep yourself unhappy with the body parts you least like. And if you ask me to examine a body part I dislike for half an hour every day for the next week, I would feel significantly more negative about it by the end of the experiment. So body checking is one way for us to keep feeling dissatisfied with our bodies as it gives us bad information about ourselves throughout the day. So tip number two is really start to reduce these negative body bashing behaviors. So if you've got a difficult relationship with weighing scales, start to wean yourself off and reduce your frequency of weighing. And if you are frequently body checking as well, take a step back, really try to reduce it. You may have to like turn around some of the mirrors in your house. You might want to just think about what is the necessary amount of checking myself in the mirror that I need to do every day and starting to identify as well, when are you doing it in an obsessive way that is really fueling negative body image? Something to think about. So moving on to tip number three, be kind to your body with your words and your actions, even if you don't feel like it. So if you don't like your body, you're likely to neglect it, to be out of tune with its rhythms and ignore its signals. And it's hard to self-care and self-harm at the same time. So it's helpful that even when you don't feel like it, that you actively self-care every day to improve body image. And this will help you tremendously in feeling better about your body. So what are some suggestions for nurturing your body? So some things just at the basics, make sure you're getting enough sleep at night. Allow yourself breaks in the day. Don't drive yourself constantly. And what makes you feel good? Is it walking in the sunshine, sunbathing, swimming, digging the garden, dancing, having a haircut, having a massage, having a relaxing bath with candles, doing some DIY, some relaxation, some yoga, chatting to a friend or listening to your favorite music? What personally makes you feel good? And you might have to almost relearn this or learn it for the first time if you have been neglecting your body and you've been so out of touch with it. It's almost like re-engaging in a new way with your body, perhaps that you have never done before. So it's also as well about talking kindly to your body, appreciating it for what it can do for you rather than just aesthetics. And in 10 years time, you'll probably be longing for the body you have today. The fact that you can move and run and be active. And I'm assuming here that if you're listening to this, you're fortunate enough to have an able body. So really try to focus on the kind things that you can do for your body. Being kind to your body absolutely improves body image. Moving on to tip number four, stop comparing yourself with others. Now, comparing with others is such a toxic habit. And as a human being, we will look to others to establish rank, level of attractiveness, and to determine how we fit into the social hierarchy. Low-level comparison can inspire someone to do better or identify roles they would like to do. However, comparing oneself regularly with others, particularly when someone is comparing and not knowing the whole picture of someone's life, as often happens on social media, then this can destroy a sense of self and leave someone feeling such a sense of lack. So when someone has low self-esteem, they may try to feel better than others, superior by being thinner or controlling food more strictly. This is a survival strategy against feeling inferior or not good enough. So someone will feel isolated and disconnected from others, whether they're feeling superior or inferior. 
So instead, work towards adopting the good enough, I'm okay, you're okay, place of acceptance, rather than either putting people on pedestals and feeling inferior in comparison to them, or feeling superior and looking down on others. Both of these leave you feeling isolated. So if you notice that you compare yourself a lot, think about where the insecurity may be rooted. Did you compare yourself as a child to your siblings or friends? Were you compared a lot as a child? Because often these comparisons have deep roots. Did people in the family compare you to others? And start to think about how you can begin to let go of these old labels and start to value yourself in a new way. Begin to notice the habit of comparing and work to reduce it. Every time you notice yourself making comparisons, gently turn in a different direction and think about something else. People can have some control over social media, so you can actually take a step back, create your feed, think about what you're following, and really protect yourself from some of these toxic influences. Another way to challenge unfair comparisons is to make sure that you're kind of looking out into the world with an objective eye. Because often what we do is we will compare ourselves to certain people and we will ignore others. So it is important to see the wider picture because of you might go to a party, you might pick out the thinnest person in the room, then compare yourself relentlessly to that person, rather than seeing the whole range of bodies and different people around you. So make sure you're not doing that kind of zooming in and, you know, really then getting inaccurate information, which is fueling your comparisons and making you feel unworthy. Another exercise, and this is taken from Getting Better Bite by Bite by Eureka Schmidt and Janet Treasure, is going to a cafe or sit on a bench and watch passers-by and choose somewhere where you'll have a good chance of seeing a diversity of different body shapes and types. So your local town could be good for this. And have a look at people walking past. Now, are they all thin, good-looking or perfectly groomed? You might be surprised by what you assume and then what actually is true in reality. Find someone who isn't perfectly slim like a fashion model or gym toned and who you think still looks good. And what is it about them that makes them look good? Is it their style, their dress sense, their posture, their facial expression, something else? Now, so often we get so tied into thinking Thin equals attractive. And actually, attractiveness is so much more than body size. So it's starting to really expand our consciousness outwards and to really see the whole diversity and range of bodies that we're exposed to and making sure that we're not comparing ourselves in unhelpful ways to other people. Tip number five, exposure work. So often you might be putting your life on hold in pursuit of the perfect body, thinking when I've done this, that or the other, you know, I can engage in this, that or the other once I've lost weight, once I've changed my body. And also you might experience a lot of catastrophization and intense anxiety when you think about going out in the world and exposing your body, you might assume that really bad things are going to happen if you do these things. So what can be really, really helpful to challenge this is to make a list of the things that you are avoiding doing due to poor body image. So it could be things like going swimming, it could be dancing, it could be going to a party, it could be going to a restaurant with friends, 
It could be wearing particular items of clothing. It could be wearing different colored clothes. It could even be touching your body and like avoiding this and, you know, not kind of doing the kind of self-care acts such as rubbing in, you know, nice cream, things like that. So what you can do is then make a list of the different things that you're avoiding and then you can rank them in order of difficulty. And then what you can do is start with the easiest thing first and just take a risk dare yourself to try this thing that you've been avoiding. So if you haven't been going swimming because you've been so anxious about what's going to happen, go swimming, you know, maybe take a friend with you and actually then just treat it as an experiment and see what happens. Because often we're catastrophizing and anticipating that so many bad things are going to happen. But actually when we do it, it isn't true. And It's such a tragedy when we put our lives on hold due to poor body image. So I'd really encourage you, have a go at that exercise and see what comes up for you. And, you know, just start small, start with the easiest thing. Because once anxiety is tolerated for the easier task, you can then expand to tackle the more challenging ones. And you can reflect on the impact on your body image and self-confidence. So tip number six is root out the ghosts of body image past. Now, often our body image perceptions are deep rooted. For example, if you are a healthy weight now, but you're bullied about the size of your body as a child, you might still feel that your body is unacceptable and you don't like it. And you might just feel really uncomfortable in your own skin. So to explore the kind of ghosts of body image past, you could do a timeline and identify key experiences and events that happened in your life. And what you can do is start to look at this timeline now through your adult eyes with compassion and curiosity and start to realize, you know, what messages were you given? Look at them through your adult eyes and actually offer yourself compassion and understanding and warmth. And things that you may have just taken for granted and taken on as a truth, maybe you can actually see now that these are things that were not yours to take on board. You can start to give yourself much more kindness, talk about your body in a much more respectful way, and actually reject some of those messages that were hurtful and harmful and were done probably with people with maybe very good intentions, but who had no idea about their own issues with food and body image and how they were projecting all of that onto you. So very, very empowering sometimes to be able to go back and like reparent ourselves in a different way. And when I'm talking about parenting, I'm not talking about just in terms of your mother, father relationships or whoever brought you up. I'm talking about anyone significant in our early life who may have passed on messages that we're holding on to and particularly the ones that are not helpful. We want to root those out. Okay, and tip number seven is reconnect with your deepest values. So many people avoid getting on with their lives due to poor body image. They may stay indoors, avoid relationships and put off enriching life experiences. And they dream the same dream. If only I was slimmer, less pear-shaped, thinner thighs, smaller tummy, my life would be completely different. But in 10 years time, most people would give their right hand for the body they have today. We take so much for granted, being able to run for the bus, touch our toes, move independently and enjoy the feeling of physical movement. 
And again, I'm very aware I'm talking here, assuming that you're listening to this and you are in an able body. And I know that is not true for everyone. So I really encourage you to focus less on aesthetics and appreciate what your body can do. It's such a powerful shift of focus and can massively help with improving body image. So to help with this as well, you can think about being at the end of your life at 90 years old and looking back. What experiences, relationships and events are most important for you to have happened in your life? And when you think about this, what do you learn about yourself? What are your key values and how much is body image really in the bigger picture? You know, are you really going to be looking back when you're 90 and be thinking, I'm so glad I managed to keep my weight at X pounds or whatever? Are you not going to be more you know, interested in the places that you traveled to, the people that you're in relationship with, the experiences you had, all the many different multicolored aspects that make up a fulfilling life. So I hope this episode has given you some things to consider. So I just quickly zoom through my seven tips just to recap again, just for you to think about and just think about what's going to be your main take home message from this episode. So number one, realize that body image is pretty subjective. It is not based on fact, even though your thoughts may feel like facts. Number two, banish those body bashing behaviors, weighing and body checking. They are not helpful. Number three, be kind to your body with your words and actions. Treat it well, even if you don't feel like it. It's almost impossible to self-care and self-harm simultaneously. So go for the self-care, even when you don't feel like doing it. Number four, stop those comparisons. Comparisons are the thief of joy. Absolutely. Number five, expose yourself to challenging situations around body image. Make a list of things that you're scared of or that you're avoiding due to poor body image and challenge yourself, starting with the easiest one first. Number six, root out those ghosts of body image past. What messages are you holding on to that aren't really yours to own today? Free yourself from those negative messages and step into an empowered place as an adult, offering yourself much kindness and compassion. And finally, reconnect with your deepest values. You know, what's really important to you when you get to the end of your life? What do you want to have done? What do you want to have achieved? Where do you want to have been? What kind of relationships do you want to have had? Really reconnect with what's important to you. And if you already struggle with this, it doesn't matter. Baby steps, baby steps all the time. Sometimes if we've been in an eating disorder for a long time, it takes time to rediscover our identity, to get rooted back to who we are. And that's okay. You know, you don't have to do that overnight. It takes time. And it all adds up though. Every little baby step, you know, you take a little baby step every week for the next year, that's going to add up to a lot of change. So don't be disheartened. Recovery is possible. You can change your body image. And I wish you well on this journey. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. And do remember, if you're interested in signing up to my 10 Steps to Intuitive Eating course, use the code QUEEN 
And you can either go to the link in the show notes or my bio on Instagram and hope to see many of you there. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.